Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to have a New Year's message today. Hopefully get back uh, to normal. <laughs> Whatever that is. Next week, I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes. Find the book of Ecclesiastes, written by Solomon. Chapter 1. I'm going to read the whole chapter. And the caption is Everything is Meaningless. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless. What does man gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? Generations come and generations go but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south, turns to the north, round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new? It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. There is no remembrance of men of old, and even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to study and to implore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. What a heavy burden God has laid on men. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. What is twisted cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. I thought to myself, look, I have grown and increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. I've experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. And then I applied myself to understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly. But I learned that this too is a chasing after the wind. 
For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. May God give us understanding of his word this morning. Amen. Well, Christmas is over. And uh, this time of year, many people, or some people, uh, maybe you, make New Year's resolutions. Usually uh, most people that make them can't keep them, so they don't make them anymore. There's one guy, he said, I'm going to make a resolution. I'm going to try to keep it for sure. This year, I'm going to start eating more healthy. But first, I need to eat all the junk food in the house. So there is no, nothing else there to tempt me. I'm going to eat all the junk food. So let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you again for able to be here. It's such a privilege to be in the house of the Lord on the Lord's day. And uh, this place is open. Thank God. And uh, may that continue. And uh, Lord, we just pray for those that are listening here, listening by social media, wherever you may be, that uh, this message has been prepared just for you. In Jesus' name, give us understanding. May our ears be open and maybe we tuned in and learn in the next half hour what you would have us to learn and apply in our lives in a practical way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Looking back, which we do over the past year, I hope we can all say that we lived life each day as though it was our last. This is how we're supposed to live. Live each day as though it was our last. And the older you get, the more conscious of that fact to live each day to its fullest. Read Solomon from the pen of Solomon's account of what life is like for those who choose to live life and do their own thing. And Solomon certainly did that if you read about his life. And what was the conclusion? Very pessimistic view, very pessimistic attitude that we read in just this one chapter. What's life really all about? What does it mean? He said it's, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. That's a kind of a pessimistic view. The, probably one of the greatest uh, or the wisest men that have ever lived. Surely, we say, that Solomon, he had uh, better reasons to be content than most people. He was the king of Israel. He had everything that money could buy. He'd sampled everything that there was to sample. Surely, if anybody, he was a man that found contentment. He had everything, and that's what most people, there's nothing wrong with having money. It's just the, uh, the love of money, the Bible says, is the root of all evil. He had everything that money could buy. But that was the problem he found out that having material things doesn't give true 
inner peace and joy. And that's what everyone is really looking for. And we know unless they receive the Prince of Peace, they're not going to have peace in their hearts. They're not going to have joy either in this world, which Solomon describes as meaningless. Compare him to the great Apostle Paul. He had to learn that, that uh, being content in all things is the most important thing that you could have in this world. And he found contentment, and we can only find contentment through one person, in one thing, I would use that word, and that is Jesus Christ. When he received Jesus Christ, he received the Prince of Peace. He was content. He had learned to be content, he tells us in his letter to the Philippians. He'd learned to be content. Didn't come naturally. And everything he said before he became a Christian, he considered it rubbish. It was all rubbish. Only a life lived for God did he consider to be of any value. A life lived for God. And I can say amen to that. You live for God, that is the most valuable thing that you can do in this world. Of course, we're all going to have problems. Uh, we're born in this world of sin. And uh, a lot of us, like Solomon, we can look back on our lives and we are conscious of the fact that we didn't always live each day as though it was our last, did we? But... Jesus, he promises, amongst other things, he promised to give us an abundant life. So how is that possible with all the problems that we've had and all the, the sicknesses and the deaths in the family? And the, how, how, what, where's this, what's this abundant life all about that he promises? Yeah, but that doesn't guarantee we won't have problems and experience pain. That's, that's just part of life. That's all due to the fall. And life can get overwhelming at times. And we know from personal experience that sometimes bad things happen to good people. None of us are exempt. Bad things happen to us. And not only us, people we know and love. That's just part of life. And the, the, the problem there is, and I've seen it happen, that when something happens that are bad, either to, happens to us or to happens to somebody that we love and care about, people blame God. They, they blame God. Why did this, why did you allow this to happen? They blame God. Instead of knowing, why don't they blame the devil? Because he's responsible for all the pain and the sickness and the suffering that's come into this world. But instead of blaming him, they blame God. Instead of remembering what Jesus said. 
He said that in this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. So why should we be surprised when it happens? Why don't we just believe what Jesus said? He said, you're going to have problems. You're going to have tribulations. I mean, same thing. But then he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The world, this world, he's overcome the problems of this world, the pain of this world. We can find contentment when we receive him and focus on him every day. That's not always easy to do, especially when you're going through a hard time, physically, emotionally. Jesus wants to live an abundant life. He's not just talking about material things. That could be included because he's promised to provide all that we need, which he does. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How can we have this so-called abundant life? Is it possible in this world of cruelty and injustice and sadness and suffering and pain? He knows that the only way that is possible to have an abundant life is to be controlled by God the Holy Spirit who lives in us. It's then we can experience amidst all the problems and all the struggles and all the pain and the suffering, it's then we can experience the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the abundant life that Jesus promised, as long as we yield to God the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. The abundant life that Jesus promised is not a result of external circumstances of what happens. The things that we experience, you can't find contentment through those things. Solomon found that out the hard way. An abundant life is a state of inner contentment within, not what happens without. It's what's from within. The living waters that can flow through us regardless of the circumstances. So the title of this message is Forget About the Past. Forget about the past. Regardless of our past, we are told. And the Bible is inspired by God the Holy Spirit. He inspired these writers. And they've all got different personalities but it's God that inspired the words that they wrote down. They inspired Paul to write this. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. So what is ahead for the Christian? Heaven, where there's no pain where there's no suffering, 
where there's total peace and contentment. Forget those things that have happened. Coming into a new year. I wish I could speak Italian. They, they have a, a common phrase. like, Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about last year. Philippians 3.13. I do this one thing. Forget what is behind. But you say, well, that's not easy to do. Because, you know, we can't erase memories from our minds like you can on a, a click on a computer key. You can erase stuff. Boom, and it's gone. We can't do that. The old human brain, it's like it stores so much information and the memories are still stored in the old brain box. That's okay. But it's never a good thing to focus on what might have been, if only. If only I could have my time over again. If only I could do it another way. If only I could do it over again. Things would be different. We're not supposed to focus on what, what might have been. We can't change that now. It's gone. It's gone. Can't change it. It's pointless to try to focus on what might have been, what I could have done differently. It's pointless to allow our past mistakes, and we've all made them because we're all human beings, our past mistakes to discourage us can't focus on those things because you know that's exactly what the devil wants us to do he wants us to focus on things that discourage us because he wants to discourage us and paul says you gotta forget about the past forget it forget it do not focus on our failures we're all going to fail we fail one another we fail other people. We fail ourselves. We fail God. But he still loves us. He knows what we're like. He knows we're not perfect. Never will be in this world. We all make mistakes. However, regardless of what's happened in the past, whether good or bad, You can chalk it all down to experience. Nothing is ever wasted. Even the mistakes, nothing is ever wasted. Regardless what may have happened, what did happen in the past, we can learn from those mistakes, can't we? We can learn from those mistakes, and hopefully, with God's help, try not, to repeat them, but knowing what we like, we probably will. And sometimes we have to learn the hard way not to keep on repeating them. You know, St. Paul, he must have had lots of regrets in his life when he looked back and he, he persecuted the church. 
And when he encountered Christ on the road to Damascus, Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? You see, if anyone persecutes the church, they're not persecuting the church, they're persecuting him because we are in Christ. And he made a lot of mistakes. He, he did it ignorantly, but he had a lot of things that he regretted in his life. But he's saying, you know what? I can't change that now. I was a different person then. I did it in ignorance. I could, yeah, I made mistakes, but I'm forgetting about those things. I'm pressing on now. By faith, I'm pressing on. And that's what we need to do. He had regrets in his life, but it didn't stop him from living an abundant life in Christ. Forget about the past. He couldn't change it. <clears throat> Neither can we. Amen? Can't change it. It's gone. Gone. So, in this coming new year, let's look ahead with optimism and do what Jesus tells us to do. What does he say? It's a command. You know, there's, com there's commandments in the Old Testament, but you know what? There's commandments in the New Testament. It's a new covenant. And Jesus commands us to do this. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day is enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, 34. People are already worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. In other words, take one day at a time, like the song says. Take one day at a time. God only gives us today. God only gives us today. We assume, especially when you're younger, that we have plenty of tomorrows. We have plenty of tomorrows. But none of us are promised a tomorrow. So instead of worrying about tomorrow, we need to trust God today. Instead of worrying about tomorrow, we need to trust God today one day at a time jesus says don't worry about tomorrow that's going to have enough problem of its own each day is a gift from a loving god you get up in the morning the older you get thank god another day thank god for another day it's a gift he wants us to live an abundant life how? By trusting him, obeying him, and yielding to his Holy Spirit. If we do then, then our life will have purpose, it will have meaning. Unlike what Solomon says, life is meaningless, he said. It's meaningless. Well, not if you're trusting the Lord each day. It's meaningful. 
It brings fulfillment and joy and peace regardless of the problems that we will experience in this life. You can still be content regardless of the circumstances. God promises that all things work together for our good, for those that love God. If we put each day in the master's hands. There's a song that says, many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my hand. Trust him daily, daily. Don't worry about tomorrow. Forget about the past. Now, the words of King Solomon, as he looked back over his life, it, it appears to be written by a pessimistic cynic, a person who's really cynical about human nature and life in general, who regrets, and I'm sure he had lots of regrets in his life for the things that he had done. He made like we all do, a lot of mistakes. But at the end of his diary, his personal account, his life story, and what he'd learned, being the, the wisest person who ever lived, we read that he finally wised up. He finally learned the way to live an abundant life. And I'll close with this verse. And this is what it says, what he says, as he closes the book of Ecclesiastes. He closes his, his diary, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. Now, all has been heard. Now, is the conclusion of the matter. Listen. You want to live an abundant life? This is the key. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So these are wise words indeed that we would all do well to live by in the coming new year of 2022. Amen? Amen. God bless you all. May you all have a very happy new year. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. So, Father, again, thank you for your word. Thank you that uh, you came to this sin-sick world, this world of pain and suffering and trouble, to bring us peace and allow us to be able to live an abundant life in the midst of all the problems and the struggles and the pain and the suffering that either we go through or people that we know and love go through. It's just part of life. 
Forgive us if we've ever blamed you for our problems. And I pray that uh, anyone listening to this message, if you are in that condition, just be honest. Be honest. Are you blaming God for what's happened in your life? Do you blame God for that? Are you blaming God for what's happened to other people that you thought was wrong and it should never have happened? You've got to remember it's not God's fault. It was due to the fall when sin came into this world. If you're going to blame anyone, blame the devil who hates you, who hates everybody and who hates God. He wants nothing more than for us to remember and focus on the mistakes that we've made, the wrong choices that we've made, to discourage us. So let's remember the words that we've heard through this message, through the word of God. Forget about the past and look forward to a home in heaven where there's no pain and suffering. May we be content each and every day Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. It's enough problems of its own. We, we can, we're not guaranteed another day. So what's the point of worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow? It's pointless. So, help us by your grace to focus each day to be, to confess our sins on a daily basis to be filled with your Holy Spirit. And then we'll find true peace and contentment, regardless of the circumstances on the outside. We'll have peace within. And I hope and pray that we've learned some good lessons this morning that we can apply. I have to talk to you that are listening, that have never received Jesus as your personal savior. You know by now that Jesus came into this world as a sinless baby. Yeah, Mary was conceived through divine intervention, the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had no sin and he paid the penalty for your sins on the cross, the punishment that you deserve for the mistakes, the bad things that you've done and thought of in your life, that that's to be judged by a holy God. He took your sin on his body on the cross to pay the price so you wouldn't have to be judged and be sent to a lost eternity and be separated from God for all eternity. You can have a home in heaven it's guaranteed if you receive the Prince of Peace, Jesus as your savior. If you call upon his name, believe and confess he is Lord, believe in your heart, he died for you, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead and is alive. If you believe that, call upon his name to save you and he will. And then live for him and forget about the past Forget about tomorrow and live for Christ every day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank God.
Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.